When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 2663, How to Complain Less, by Joshua Becker of becomingminimalist.com. And I'm Justin Mollick. Happy Friday if you're listening in real time and welcome to the podcast where I read to you covering personal growth and self-help topics like mindfulness, minimalism, self-care, and more. And we get right to our next article as we optimize your life. How to Complain Less by Joshua Becker of becomingminimalist.com. Quote, you can complain because roses have thorns or you can rejoice because thorns have roses. Tom Wilson. Life is not perfect. It never has been and never will be. This is not bad news. In fact, once we begin to embrace this reality, we welcome a great number of possibilities. Life is never perfect. We know this to be true. Why then do we continue to complain about its imperfections? We complain about the weather, the traffic, and the weeds in our yard. We complain about tight clothing, misplaced keys, late airplanes, and the price of gasoline. We complain about our jobs or our lack of jobs. We complain about nosy neighbors, crying babies, ungrateful teenagers, and lazy spouses. We have become a society too quick to complain. Complaining is almost never a positive reaction to our circumstance. There are times, of course, when notifying someone of an injustice is good and proper, but most of the time, we express feelings of pain, dissatisfaction, or resentment simply because it is our natural response. But this response ought to be reconsidered in our lives because it is rarely healthy. In fact, there are many negative outcomes to this reaction. Complaining feeds and breeds a negative response. Additionally, number one, it fosters a negative attitude. Complaining draws our attention to the negative aspects and circumstance around us. And focusing on the negatives always brings about greater negativity. Complaining never results in joy. It only sinks us deeper into our misery. Number two, it negatively impacts those around us. Complaints spread negativity. By focusing on and drawing attention to the problems and discomforts around us, we direct other people towards it too. Misery loves company. Number three, it doesn't change our circumstance. Taking action does, but complaining words by themselves do not. Number four, it disqualifies the value of discomfort in our lives. Discomfort, both physical and emotional, can have profound benefit for our lives. There are countless life lessons that can only be learned by embracing discomfort, patience and perseverance, just to mention a few. Become okay with discomfort. You'll be glad you did. Number five is highly unattractive. It is unenjoyable to spend time around people who constantly highlight the negatives. And not only unattractive, the self-centered emphasis of complaining can be annoying as well. And number six, it leaves us in victim mode. One of the greatest obstacles to lasting change is blame. 
and complaining finds its foundation almost entirely in blame. On the other hand, there are numerous benefits to complaining less. It shifts our focus to the positive. It allows gratitude to take root. And cheerfulness can be an excellent beautifier. How then might we begin to overcome the habit of complaining? First, admit lifestyle changes can take time. And then, consider adopting some of these helpful steps. How to complain less. Number one, consider the importance of adopting the change. Many of us complain only because we have never considered the alternative. We've never been alerted to its harmful effects, both in us and around us. We never considered there may be a better way. But when given the choice, most of us would prefer to give life rather than drain life with our words. Determine to do just that. Number two, embrace the recognition of an imperfect world. Life is not always going to serve up what we would like or even expect at every turn. There will be trouble, trial, and pain. Again, this is okay. And the sooner we stop holding out for a world that revolves around us, the sooner we can embrace the fact that our contribution is far more needed than our pleasure. Discomfort should not surprise us, and we're not the only ones experiencing it. Number three, understand the difference between helpful criticism and complaint. There are times when it is entirely appropriate to raise attention to a wrong being committed. This can be helpful and should never be discouraged. Decipher if the situation can and should be resolved. If not, there's a good chance our complaints have no real interest in dialogue, problem solving, or human connection. And in that case, they should be avoided. Number four, be mindful of your audience. Are you speaking to someone who can help solve the problem or has a vested interest in bringing about a resolution? If so, use problem-solving language. If not, tread lightly. If you must continue, preface your complaint with impact-reducing language. For example, beginning with, can I just vent for a minute or two? Maybe all you need to orient yourself and your listener toward your purpose and be helpful in reminding yourself to keep it brief. Number five, Avoid beginning conversations with a complaint. Take notice of how often we initiate conversations with a complaint. Oftentimes, even subconsciously, this tactic is used because it garners a heightened response. Remove it from your arsenal and try spreading some cheer with your opening line instead. Number six, refuse to complain for the sake of validation. Sometimes our complaints are used to validate our worth to others. I'm so busy is a good example. We often say it as a means to subtly communicate our importance. Well, don't seek to impress others with your complaints. That strategy won't gain you any friends in the long run anyway. Number seven, notice your triggers. Is there a specific time period of the day you tend to complain more than others? Morning, evening, or late afternoon? When your spouse is home? When you're drinking coffee or lunch with your friends? Maybe it is around the water cooler with your coworkers. Take notice. Then. Avoid triggers if possible. If they cannot be avoided, make a point to be extra vigilant when you see them arise. And number eight, embrace the idea of experimentation. Setting a goal of never ever complaining again may be counterproductive. Instead, try designating a short period of time where you can be particularly mindful. For example, decide to go just one day without complaining. This shorter time period will allow you to concentrate more fully on your goal. The shortened experimental timeframe 
will foster increased sensitivity. Mindless complaining serves little purpose in our lives. It fosters displeasure, spreads negativity, and sparks conflict. We live happier without it. Moving forward, let's recognize and embrace the positive instead. You just listened to the post titled How to Complain Less by Joshua Becker of becomingminimalist.com. Thank you to Joshua. Sometimes I can feel good to complain, but the way I tend to think of it is like how eating my favorite unhealthy foods like the chocolate tuxedo cake from Costco tastes good. In small amounts every once in a while, sure, not a big deal. But when we're indulging in that cake very often, well, that's probably gonna lead to some unintended and not so great health consequences. Notice Joshua said how to complain less, not how to never complain again. Big difference. So yet again, I say moderation, because it's unlikely that we'll never complain again, and then judging ourselves for complaining is probably just as bad as complaining itself. So for me, it's always about balance. If we take Joshua's advice and be mindful of the audience, notice our triggers, and maybe not start a conversation with a complaint, then maybe we can take a step in the right direction of positivity. And as we all know, small steps in the right direction is a completely different thing than taking even one step in the wrong direction. So take those positive steps today. Hope you have a great Friday, if you're listening in real time, of course. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.